you do at work today? Uh, we're setting for the new product flow. Just running around like crazy people. That sucks. Well, let's get into it. Uh, welcome, one and all, to uh, another edition of Fanspiracy Theories here on 7 Days to Rock and Stone Guardians. Days... What? Rock and Stone? Stone. This particular theory is, is very dark. Although, Ryan just pointed out to me a little bit ago that this, uh, this is a recurring theme with some of these. They're pretty dark. I mean, we talked about Kevin McAllister being the Saw Killer in the that, last one. So Yeah, that one was pretty dark. This one, however, is a lot worse. Um, this it's worse one, than that. Yeah, wow. this one's pretty dark. When I was reading it, I had some pretty laugh. I want to say laugh out loud moments. They weren't laugh out loud moments. They were gasp out loud moments. They're like uh oh moments. Yeah, they were they were gasping, gasps from the uh, imaginary mice. So this one, uh, this theory is that the Rugrats were a figment of Angelica's demonic and unimaginable imagination. Oh, I have heard this one before. I was going to say, if you've ever read Creepypasta, you'll know how dark this one gets. Uh, I don't this... think I know the extent of it, but I, I'm aware of it. Yeah, so we're going to go over that in a second. Let's start with how how this theory uh, started a little bit. Um, so this one actually was, it was a cre- Creepypasta-inspired story. Started around 2016. I kind of remember when it came out. Uh, people were talking about how dark it was and how sick it was, but I never actually read anything into it. If you were on Tumblr back then or, or on Creepypasta, you definitely were aware of what was going on because this was a big one. If you, if you don't know what Rugrats is, Rugrats is a children's cartoon from the 2000s. No, so from the 90s. In the 90s. This was one of the original Nicktoons. Okay. I will. Uh, I guess uh, I'm showing my age. Yeah. I mean, not not so much. Or maybe you're just going senile and that's showing your age. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) I'll go over that in a second. But um, this this, um, theory was so out there, um, so fucked up, that the one of the creators, Arlene Klasky, the main creator, uh, mm-hmm. actually had to come out and say that it was not true. It, it was in no way true. And we'll get into it a little later about why she had to come out because of um, parts of parts of the end of the theory. We'll, we'll get to it. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but we'll get to it. Just so that she had, she was forced to come out and say something. Buzz, Buzzfeed had asked her about it when she was doing an interview. And uh, she said, no, no, it's, it's definitely not true. And I find it disgusting. So let's let's start with the what Rugrats is and its subsequent um, sequels, all grown up, and there's a new Rugrats that's out called I think it's just Rugrats 2021. Oh my god! It's exclusively on Paramount Plus, I think. Trash. I and they, it. well, yeah, they changed they changed it up from a um, 2D cartoon to 3D animated. And it's awful. Uh, but it, uh, if you can get past that, I'm sure it's interesting enough. I haven't watched any of it because I, I mean, I grew up with Rugrats, so I don't want to ruin it for myself. Um, so Rugrats is an animated television series that was created by Arlene Klasky, as we said, uh, Gaber Supo, 
and Paul Germain for Nickelodeon. Uh, the series premiered on August 11th of 1991. Uh, its last episode air date was August 1st of 2004. I believe there was some overlap between Rugrats and Rugrats All Grown Up. Check uh-huh. that. Yes. So uh, All Grown Up came out in on April 12th of 2003. So there was a year of overlap between the two. Rugrats basically followed um, uh, focused on six of the six babies uh, mainly Tommy Pickles uh, Tommy's main three-year-old cousin Angelica whom this theory is based upon and um, I don't really know how Spike played into it too much I mean he was kind of a non-prominent character as things went on and yeah he, obviously he, he didn't. was kind of there he was there I mean it was uh, you know Tommy's best friend so what are you gonna do I, I mean Tommy Pickles obviously is the um, main character, uh, Chucky being his best friend. Um, Angelica is his three-year-old cousin. Um, Susie ends up showing up a little later on. Um, Susie Carmichael. I kind of remember the episode where she shows up, where they they go out to her house and then they race in the backyard or something. I don't know. I'm t- yeah, t- something don't like that. that. I kind of remember it. Uh, Phil and Lil DeVille. And then there were a couple of additions later on in uh, Tommy's little brother, Dill Pickles. Ha ha ha, that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Kimmy Finster. Kimmy being um, Chucky's <coughs> stepsister. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that character. I mean, she showed up really late. She showed up after the Rugrats Go to Paris episode. Or a movie, Rugrats Go to Paris, which was 2000. So she basically showed up almost 10 years into the into the series, just at the tail end. So she was there. Not a lot of people remember, especially if they're more familiar with the earlier episodes. I think that's all the babies, all the ones that are prominent. Let's go to All Grown Up. All Grown Up, obviously is um, created by the same three, Arlene Klasky, Gaber Supo, and Paul Germain. Um, after the success of the Rugrats' 10th anniversary special, All Growed Up, uh, Nickelodeon actually commissioned for All Grown Up as a sequel series based on the episode. Um, so the series ran from, like I said, April 12, 2003, until August the 17th of 2008. It was dropped from the channel... A drop from Nickelodeon on 2006, but returned in 2007 and ran for a few more years and then was finally dropped. And obviously you can see it on uh, reruns of it on Paramount Plus because they're the ones who own Nickelodeon and their streaming rights. This one obviously followed all of the kids as they were all grown up. So you'll see Chucky, Tommy... Dill finally talks now. Phil and Lil, all grown up, still look exactly the same. Susie, Angelica, and Kimmy. And was that that high school or was that middle school? That's a great question. It's supposed to take place 10 years in the future, I believe. Yeah, I believe it's 10 years into the future, so they're pretty much in junior high. Yeah, junior high. 
I think Angelica and Susie are on the cusp of going to high school because they're both they were both three years old. And now I think they're thirteen and all grown up. That's okay. what happened. Okay. So let's get into the theory a little bit. I do want to preface this as saying it is pretty dark. It gets a little, a little gross. It's not what I would say child friendly. So if you're listening to this on the radio in the car, probably don't want to be letting the children listen to it because it's going to get pretty raunchy. Although you really shouldn't be le- letting us talk to your children. Ryan's still yeah, got no, that no. thing going on. Yeah, you know, the ravenous hunger for the flesh of children. <laughs> so I'm going to go over the original version and then I'm going to go over the tweaked version because there were subtle differences that they, they changed up a little bit. We could try and summarize the tweaked version after I've gone over the original. As we know, the Rugrats being a figment of Angelica's demonic imagination, how did they become so? So, let's start with Chucky. Chucky actually died at birth uh, alongside his mother. I think there was a change to that where he died um, in a car accident in the tweaked version. Uh, where they the both car died. accident one is the one that I heard. Yeah, they both died in a car accident. Um, so Chaz is obviously a nervous wreck because he he lost two of his only family left in this world. So he's suffering probably from post traumatic stress disorder. Um, Tommy was born, uh, but he was unfortunately stillborn. Uh, stillborn being that the child made it to full term, but died sometime in the womb and you basically have a dead baby coming out of you it's mm. pretty gross pretty terrifying i wouldn't look it up you don't want to see pictures of it for sure but that's why Stu is constantly in the basement making toys for a son he never had the chance to meet that's why he's a toy inventor i do that in quotation marks toy inventor yeah i mean he tries yeah it's a sick twisted messed up part of the story because Stu is obviously suffering from whatever the hell's going on in his head and Dee Dee is an enabler who lets him do it she's really not helping um, the DeVilles uh, had an abortion in 1990 I, they gave dates on these but I'm not really crazy on those uh, the DeVilles had an abortion Angelica couldn't figure out whether it was going to be a boy or a girl so she created twins in her head, one boy, one girl. Crazy. I mean, it's. I feel like it's just someone's dark imagination. It's, like, you know. It's extremely dark. Very, very dark. Like, I don't, I don't know how you even. Uh, how you don't go crazy on that one. But. And then the, the theory actually goes to all grown up. So, in this case, uh, the teenage Angelica has become addicted to various narcotics, which have further aggravated her schizophrenia. Now, I heard it was schizophrenia. I also heard it was bipolar disorder. Anyway, she was basically probably disassociating herself from reality, and she became addicted to narcotics to, to sort of deal with that. I mean, if it if it is schizophrenia, schizophrenia is very rare in young children. It would maybe be plausible for something in like high school, late middle school, 
Um, but like in young children, it's very, very rare. Ah, here it is. As for all grown up, Angelica was a bipolar schizophrenic. Became addicted to various narcotics and it ended up having her regress back to her childhood and she created an entire world inside of her mind, which she obsessed over. I mean, she could also just be a douchebag. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So because of the time lapse between the present and the last time she interacted with those um, creations, um, she ended up making them older and all grown up. So Angelica was constantly taking hits of acid so she'd never have to live with what her creations, uh, without her creations, I should say, um, who were her only company because she probably was put into a mental institution at this point because obviously this is because of a time lapse yes because of a time lapse she was taking hits of acid so she never had to live without her creations a judgmental world angelica's mom actually died of a heroin overdose uh, sometime before all the events of what was going on. i mean i could see that what was that i could see that yeah her parents so. are horrible yeah so uh, just after Angelica was born, um, she had died, and uh, Drew, in his depression, married a gold-digging whore, whom Angelica had idolized because she fooled herself into thinking it was her real mom. So in this case, the woman who was constantly berating Jonathan um, was actually a gold-digging whore, although I thought she was a lawyer. Uh, I think she was a lawyer. So how do, I don't That think... doesn't mean she's not a gold-digging whore. Oh. That's 100% true, but it feels like she would be the one making all the money, and um, Drew would be the one that was the gold digging. Were they, were they both lawyers? I think they might have both I, been I don't remember his profession, to tell you the truth. I don't remember them ever mentioning it. It always I, felt like she was a lawyer, and, and um, she was the one who made all the money. I remember them both being like kind of wheelers and dealers, kind of like, uh, you know, that somewhat upper crusty but like like it kind of felt crusty. like she, she was a lawyer and he was like a stockbroker or something something like that something something, something hoity-toity like trader you know yeah i don't really remember what he was and i'm sure it would take me too long to figure that out right now but um since she convinced herself that her uh, real mom was in fact this school digging whore um she always kept a concept of her mom uh, through Cynthia the doll. For those who are unaware or did not watch Rugrats, Cynthia the doll was obviously a Barbie-looking type doll whom was always um, at her side. So it was her constant uh, toy. Think of it like a smartphone for the 90s. Basically, the kid would keep his, her toy around her at all times, whereas nowadays, apparently, everybody keeps her goddamn cell phone around them at all times. Well, then instead of the Cynthia doll, she would have like a, a Cynthia app. Yes. Now. Yeah. Like a Tamagotchi app on her phone. Yeah. Friggin' hell. Something what a, with what a, app what a great invention Tamagotchi was that was so far ahead of its time. It really was. And I think there's an app now that you can get. Like an emulator for Tamagotchi or some shit. I'm sure there's a, a hundred facsimiles out there. I believe that there, uh, I remember as one of my first downloads was something very similar to it. It was like you had a pet. 
There's one that I didn't understand. It never got made. Neopets never made themselves a mobile app. And that's why they died. R.I.P. Neopets. They're still around. Just I don't think they're as popular as something such as Club Penguin or some shit like that. No idea. Yeah. Well, so um, Cynthia being her the concept of her mom, um, but later in life she followed in her mom's footsteps, became addicted to drugs, uh, and ended up dying of an overdose at the age of thirteen when all grown up was canceled. See, now we're getting into the really dark shit because that's fucked. Thirteen years old. That's I mean. To be fair, it's not the first time I've heard something like that for a child star. Not that she was a child star, but it's for something right. like that. Like Robert Downey Jr., you should really look into his history of drug abuse and shit like that. Because that guy, like, he's the kind of guy, he's the kind of guy I've heard so many great stories about fans actually meeting. And when you look at his past, you wonder, how the hell has this guy turned out so normal? And, and like, people who, people like Adam Levine, I've heard so many bad stories from fans. Like, he literally won't let you back into the VIP room, even if you've paid, if you're fat. Uh, is that why somebody dumped a bunch of sugar on him? I fucking hate, I don't know, that guy seems like a total douche. Yeah, it sounds pretty douchey. Yeah. He sounds like a douche, but Robert Downey Jr. sounds like a fucking saint. Yeah, man, his life is is, is pretty dark. From like pretty complicated to like pretty great. All started. It all started with his new wife. She said, "You got to get off the drugs. You get off the drugs, then we can get married." And he got off the drugs, and they got married. And then he got, you know, he got put into the MCU. And the rest yeah, is history. Well, I mean, there, there are a whole bunch of, like, small movies leading up to that. Where, like, I were, doubt they even went into theaters or were in theaters for, like, a week or something. He was in Charlie Bartlett. Which yeah, I thought he, was... Well, he kind of. Yeah, he was. He was a pretty prominent character in Charlie Bartlett. He was the principal, right? Yeah. Well, he was a supporting character. Yeah. So, it's... God, he wasn't a main character. Fucking semantics. He was not a main character. He was a prominent character. Yeah, a side in... character. You just gotta. Why do you gotta define it? Why do you gotta put that little adjective on the side there? Because his, I like labels. His character was prominent enough to be featured if it were a sitcom. Can we go with that? Can we agree on that? Sure. Okay. Sure. If it were a sitcom, he would be. One of the featured characters, yeah, he, not one of the one side of the characters. characters that shows up like every other episode. Fuck you. He's like Mister. <laughs> he's like Mister Feeney in that in that fucking movie. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, we should find one of those for Boy Meets World. I bet you there's a there's sure dark there's theory out there. A, a, a deep dark theory. Yeah, maybe we'll make one. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so, uh, where were we, were we? After All Grown Up was canceled. So the only Rugrat who was not fictional, however, was, uh, Tommy, the unborn, stillborn child, um, his brother Dill. Real. 100% real. 
Okay. Um, so but Angelica. Why, so Angelica didn't know the difference between Dill and her creations, and uh, Dill didn't follow her commands. He endlessly cried, um, and he refused to uh, disappear like the others did when Angelica was angry with them. So. What she ended up doing after one of his crying fits was she hit him extremely hard. And due to this, he sustained a uh, brain hemorrhage, which resulted in a deformation in his brain. Um, once he grew up, his damage only became more evident, and by the time he was nine, in all grown up, um, he lived as an outcast, which he was ridiculed for his weirdness. And the theory says retardation, but I've watched the show. He's just very eccentric. Have you ever seen the All Grown Up episodes? Uh, some. Not a lot. I was, like, beyond my time. Beyond the time that you were cool enough to, to pay attention to Nicktoons? Yep. You bastard. I know. It was, it was definitely, like, in those, like, late teen years where I was too cool for that. Too cool for school. I was watching All Grown Up, and I was just on the verge of high school. I was basically their age. Sounds sounds like a fucking loser to me. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I I would probably go back and watch them. I was um, just in one of those they're on, like I said, they're on Paramount Plus. I'm pretty sure all of them. Uh, so if you have Paramount Plus, if you don't, well, fuck you. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so we lived. As an outcast, um, the immense guilt that um, Angelica felt for having done so caused her drug use, and that's what led to her. Um, sorry, that was what led to her uncreating the Rugrats briefly, uh, until her experience with hallucinogens, specifically acid and LSD, crack cocaine. So the 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 time in between. Rugrats when they were babies and all grown up is when she got, when she sobered up. I shouldn't say sobered up. I mean, she just grew up and sort of matured a little bit. The guilt came back to haunt her and she ended up doing a bunch of hallucinogens and then (laughs) ended up recreating them in in their teen years. Um, uh, Uh, I just have to say, uh, whoever created this theory, um, Please seek help. Please. Like, like chef's kiss to your insanity because this is pretty fucked, man. Yeah, I mean, if if you're thinking in dark routines like this, just seek help. Okay, back to the cartoons. Yeah, back to the cartoons. So here's... So obviously, Rugrats in Paris was a big movie for the Rugrats. Came out in 2000. Um, they all go to Paris for some reason. I don't really remember. Hold on. Didn't write that down. Silly me. Rugrats in Paris. <laughs> Ooh, Paris. <laughs> so. Ah, excuse me. At the wedding reception of Lou Pickles and his new wife, Lulu, a uh, mother-child dance saddens Chucky Finster and his father, Chaz, with memories of Chucky's mother and Chaz's wife, who died shortly after he was born. 
Um, the entire Pickles, Finster, and DeVille family travel to Euro Reptar Land. So their, their version of Disney World in this universe. They like Disney Paris. Um, where Angelica overhears a video phone conversation between the park's head and the child-hating Coco Labouche. Coco LaDouche. Oh. It's LaBouche in, in, um... Oh, shit. LaBouche in... Come on, help me out here. French is the mouth. Yeah, I didn't take French, bro. Yes. I know. <laughs> no. Coco LaBouche in French is the mouth. Okay. Sorry. LaBouche, <coughs> La but... Uh, Mr. Yamaguchi, the president of the Reptar Corporation... Uh, wants Coco to be the next president, uh, but when Yamaguchi tells her his successor must love children, she lies, tells him she is engaged to a man with a child. So, set it up that Coco ends up finding Chaz, who's so desperate for love that he kind of falls in love with her. Uh, blah, 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 all the way at the end. Coco Labouche's um, personal assistant, Kira, um, ends up with Chaz at the end. And that's where Kimmy comes in. Kira already has a daughter named Kimmy. Um, I don't know why they were living in Paris, to tell you the truth, but whatever. Um, it was good. It was really good. I liked that movie. It wasn't the first movie that they had. They, that one was actually the Rugrats movie. That's where they introduced Dill. Yeah, that one was cool. I liked that one. That was a very good one as well, but we're not. that has nothing to do with the theory. <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, Chaz end up, ends up marrying a woman named Kira. Kira, we just learned, has a daughter, blah, 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 blah. Um, her daughter, Kimmy, uh, was torn from her because she was a cocaine addict. Uh, yes, this has become really dark. Kira was a cocaine addict for some reason. Um, Angelica ended up imagining Kimmy from all the stories that Kira would tell her. Um, he lost his mind after the death of his wife and was in denial that she was ever a prostitute. Fantastic. Upon return to America, Chaz and Kiri, Kira... Oh my god. Married, got her green card. Uh, it was really happy and romantic. Kira continually struggled with addiction, but she was relatively happy with her new life with Chaz. Um, Susie's in this one. Um, Susie was actually... So Susie's real. Um, Dill is real. Those are the only two characters in the story that are actually real people, according to this theory. So Susie was Angelica's only friend, her best friend, who helped, who led her, or let her entertain the thought of her creations, for her the sake of her sanity. Angelica ended up spending the rest, the last days of her life. Uh, in the back of a school cafeteria, imagining her friends around her playing with the lives of her creations. Uh, and then she overdosed. That That's, that's fucking dark, man. Bro. <laughs> uh, come on. That's completely fucked. Like... Uh... I don't even know. But what, they what interact was... a lot. Yeah, it's all in her head. But but those 
you know, quote-unquote real characters also interact with them. Like, physically interact with them. Yeah. That's just really crazy. Uh, uh, I'm going to give this one a big fat F. <laughs> so we're not, I mean, we're not quite done. There was a tweaked oh, version. No. Oh, so please. In the tweaked version, there was, a, less dark. there was an ending that's slightly less dark. However, this has really caused uh, Arlene Klasky to have to come out and say something about it during her BuzzFeed interview. So Susie, being her only friend, uh, allowed Angelica to entertain the thoughts of those creations because they seemed to make her happy. Um, later on, after uh, having gone to high school, college, she ended up becoming a psychologist and um, teamed up with Nickelodeon. Now, I heard she ended up working for Nickelodeon, or she was a psychologist. There were a couple of different ways, but we'll just go she's a psychologist. She ended up writing a story about her life, or Angelica's life in really this case. She ended up teaming up with Nickelodeon and made the Rugrats to tell them about all the fun adventures that Susie and Angelica would make up. However, they were being real in uh, Angelica's mind. Um, when Angelica so died of the overdose, Susie helped arrange her funeral. Um, because of her addictions and her mental state, Angelica was expelled from society, which led to her break with reality and her eventual death. She spent the last days of her life in the back of the school cafeteria, imagining friends around her and playing with the lies of her creations. So, yeah, that was the big tweak there. Um, That's so rude. Thoughts on what you just heard? <laughs> I... Okay. So the whole so thing... Let's... let's break it down a little bit. Let's break it down, yeah. Go for it. Uh... All right, so uh, I, I'm by no means a psychologist or a therapist or a, you know, a person engaged with those things, but I do have at least some degree of uh, knowledge and education around those things. Uh, yep. Go yeah. The, either. So, okay. So it, let's, let's assume, yes, yeah, she's, you know, mentally troubled. Uh, there's really not much in there, assuming that her parents would take her to, like, some sort of specialist. Because if she's that far gone as a child, like, there's no fucking way that their parents isn't going to take them to some sort of specialist. And especially if they're they even point. partially been... wealthy. Like, they would be jamming her into sessions, like, twice a week. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't want to deal with the problem. That's no. totally on um, uh, paying someone to do kind of problem for rich people. Yeah, she wouldn't have time to, to play with Susie and make up adventures because she'd be talking to the therapist. Dad, you bring up a good, a good point. Um, however, she was only three years old when all of this stuff took place. So, when you factor that in... Her parents could have just been really ignoring her and whatever babysitters she had, babysitters in quotation marks, could have just thought she was playing with her imaginary friends. And that's not really weird for a three-year-old to do. Yeah, I mean, that, that does make sense, but like... It's entirely also, possible like, that she reached an age, like she reached five or six where the, the imaginary friends hadn't gone away, 
And her parents were like, yeah, we got to get her into some therapy. That's probably how she was diagnosed with uh, bipolar schizophrenia uh, originally. And then she ended up becoming, because it is a pretty common thing for those who take medications for real problems to become addicted to those medications, especially painkillers. Uh, I know of, of one person who I went to high school with who ended up killing himself because he became addicted. Um, I don't know if it was painkillers or something else, but he always I think he had Crohn's disease. I think he became addicted to whatever medications he was taking to help him with that. And he ended up ending his life because they were making him super depressed and you know. Some people just yeah, don't know I mean, how to how to how to how to find a way out. Yeah, well, Opiates are a huge problem in uh, the U.S. So yeah, it uh, probably won't change because they refuse to change our healthcare system. Well, the people responsible are barely being held accountable at all. So yeah, know, that's that. Stop the problem or keep it going. Uh, well, they're making profits off of um, the way of keeping it going. Exactly. For anyone who uh, doesn't know what uh, how crack was uh, invented or how it became such a prominent problem. Um, look up the Iran-Contra scandal. You'll find out real quick how much our government gives a shit about us. So. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a recent show that's about um, the creation of uh, Oxycontin and uh, you know how it was distributed and the family behind it. Uh, so just do a little Googling on that um, if you're interested. Uh, but like as as far as the 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 theory goes and the kids go like I don't know it, if if you have like if they're that with uh, I gotta gather my thoughts for a second <laughs> uh, if you have that many babysitters even like approaching that age like you'd know you'd know right away because like it they probably if they're if they're that far into uh, their alternative reality. They're not going to be engaging with uh, the babysitter or the parents. Uh, they probably wouldn't even be engaging really with like their, you know, quote unquote friends. So like uh, Susie and Angelica, like being together, it, it'd probably more or less be Angelica just like jamming out with herself and, and uh, imagine babies. To be fair, um, I think, I think that they lived on the same street, maybe. I, I don't know. Uh, I have to look that up. Same, same the only thing, the, yeah, the only thing that I can think of is that they live near near each other, close enough for them to be able to walk, walking distance back and forth. So, anytime Susie was like, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna play," and I don't want to wait for one of my friends to come over, just hang out with Angelica because she's right around the corner, kind of thing. And yeah, Angelica. but that does get old if they're like I mean, not engaging with you. She was engaging. She was engaging, but in this particular instance, Susie was allowing those creations to become a game to her. I mean, she was only three years old. Give her a fucking break here. What yeah, is she but then to do? But, okay, she but if she's three, then Susie wouldn't have that complex you know, problem solving to be like, oh, I'm just going to let her live through this delusion that she's going to get confused and or upset by it. I mean, that's an analytical gonna... perspective. 
we're taking yeah. it as a hindsight kind of thing where this is what she's doing unconsciously. This is what she's doing. She has absolutely no concept of that. She's just thinking it's a game that Angelica is playing, so she's playing along. As she got older, she started to realize she was only playing and feeding her delusions. So that's that's sort of what it, <coughs> what I'd like to make sure we convey here. But it is 100% dark, and it gets dark yeah. real quick, and just it, it never comes back. Even with the tweaked version where she goes on to work for Nickelodeon and creates the whole thing, it's a, it's a, um, what do you call it? It's, it's disturbing. I don't even it, know what to say there. It's twisted. And frankly, it's, it's rude to the creator of Bark Rats, for sure. Yeah. It's pretty fucked, man. Yeah. And like, so. oh my God. I see what, where Arlene Klasky is coming from. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah. All in all, it was an interesting. It's an interesting creepy pasta story because it takes yeah. the perspective of beloved children's show and turns it upside down on its head, sort of like that new Winnie the Pooh thing. Um, what? That he's the uh, blood and honey. That's of, it. Uh, China. What? Winnie the, the Pooh. The, blood and Winnie honey. Winnie the Pooh is Xi Jinping. Is it? Is that what that blood and honey thing is about? I, I don't know what you're talking about. No, but, someone uh, they, so they someone... banned images of Winnie the Pooh in China because they were saying that the uh, the head of China looked like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> no, this has nothing to do with that. I've no, I didn't even know that was a thing. Recently, Winnie the Pooh and a few other things from Disney fell out of. Um, or fell into open source material. So they're public... Um, what is that word? I can't think of public it. Public domain. Public domain now. So someone took Winnie the Pooh and all their characters and created a fan video called Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. And it turned Winnie the Pooh into a sadistic serial killer of sorts. I haven't really watched it, but... I've seen some of the pictures online. They're pretty... It's like a jacked-up Winnie the Pooh in 3D animation with a chainsaw and uh, fire blood eyes. Okay. So, I would look that up. It's kind of funny. Pretty dark. But that's along the same lines of taking beloved children's characters and turning them into something that they're not supposed to. It's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I get wanting to know more about... But like it got it got out of hand fast. World, but like, God, sometimes just leave stuff alone. It got out of hand fast. Just let it be what it is. <laughs> well, that's it. Uh, that's all I got for this theory. Um, Thank God. It is. It was good. I liked it. It was different. And I think we're gonna have to find another good one. Uh, what were we talking about? Boy Meets World. We're gonna have to find a Boy, Boy Meets, Meets World. World one. That'd be really good. Yeah. Or we'll uh, make one up. Or we'll make one up. I mean, I look back at Boy Meets World. I have to add this to this whole thing. I've looked back at Boy Meets World. Are you aware that Maitland Ward, the um, the redhead who played Rachel from that show, from the later seasons when they were in college? Mm, yeah, maybe. She went on to do porn. She basically does porn now for the last three or four years. <clears throat> mm. Caught. Uh, yeah, what 
what I'm trying to get at is how sexualized she was back then is now like that there's a reason she's a popular porn star now. That's all I gotta say. Because of how okay. sexualized she was when she was <laughs> twenty years old or some however old they were she was. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. So uh anybody who's ever seen that uh although I've seen her I've seen her face recently, she does not oh, she does not look good. Yes. She does uh -oh. not not look good at all. She looks like she's uh fixed her face a couple of times over. Ooh. <laughs> all right. That's all we got. Catchers again for our comic book Fridays, Stargate Sundays, and of course our fan uh fan theory Thursdays is when these are usually going to end up coming out, I think. Alrighty. Okay. Alright, cool. We wish you seven days to Rock and Stone, Guardians. Rock and Stone. Yeah.